Tonight, I want to uh, uh, just kind of give a little uh, thought-provoking Bible study. Uh, I begin to think about uh, Christmas, and I, I love the Christmas season. Uh, I love everything about it. And uh, it, it, one reason that we enjoy Christmas so much uh, is because of, of the purpose of Christmas. We celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. And for a Christian, for a child of God, it should be Christmas every day for us, celebrating uh, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's an extra emphasis as well as spending time with family, as well as spending time with friends. It's a good time to to think about what God, the goodness of God and uh, what God has done for you. And as the year comes down, you've got a new year coming, a new opportunity. Uh, what do we want to accomplish for God with, our, with my life in the next year? And you begin thinking of all those things and the festivities and all of those things. And it actually drops below 80 degrees around Christmas time sometimes. And uh, we, enjoy, we enjoy that. Uh, but then thinking about, you know, how sad for somebody uh, who doesn't even acknowledge the existence of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, then you have to celebrate Frosty. Uh, then you have to manufacture all of these other uh, festivities uh, because the focus is off of what the focus should be on. And then as I was, uh, I've been doing, preparing for uh, the, the year next year and uh, Wednesday night Bible studies and things of that nature, I've been doing a lot of study in the Gospels and I was reading this uh, chapter, and then uh, I started thinking of Christmas from the perspective of King Herod. We know the perspective of the wise men. We know the perspective of the shepherds in Luke 2. Uh, who was, they, they were just watching their flocks by night. And then the, that, that heavenly host appeared. We, we have majored, and we should, on that perspective. But tonight, I want us to look at Christmas, at the coming of our Savior, uh, the best we can through the eyes of King Herod, uh, from somebody who was not excited about his arrival, uh, somebody who wanted to stop what God had planned. I think you'll find some interesting truths, and I told you this morning what I'd be preaching on tonight, and that's the similarities between King Herod and atheism. Uh, there, 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 there's, there's believers and there's unbelievers. And I think I'm going to give you just a little bit of insight. I'm not going to spend the whole time on, on necessarily uh, all of the, the dogma of an, of an atheist, but I think you will see the parallel because there is nothing new under the sun. Uh, nothing new. It can all be found on the pages of Scripture. And so let's look at Matthew uh, chapter number 2, verse number 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Verse 3, When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. The king was troubled to the degree he troubled Jerusalem. He was so bothered, he was so worked up at these things that he had heard. We know the reaction of the wise men, don't we? We know the reaction as those shepherds watched their flock and those angels appeared. Can you imagine what that must have been like, that heavenly host appearing? But here's somebody who did not have the same joy and the same anticipation 
of the Christ child arriving. I think this will be a help to us tonight. Father, I pray that you'll just uh, be with us the time we have remaining. I pray that we'll open our hearts to the Holy Spirit as he teaches us and instructs us. Uh, Father, may we uh, be reminded tonight that as Christians and uh, everything revolves around your son. Uh, Our thinking needs to be that way. The way we conduct ourselves should be that way. And Father, may uh, we get some uh, insight from the Scripture tonight. Uh, And may we not just have knowledge that uh, we can just say that we possess. Uh, May the knowledge that we might gain tonight, uh, may it help us to have a greater appreciation uh, for what Jesus has done for us. Uh, May it help us have a greater joy in our salvation and uh, the fact that uh, we had the opportunity to hear a clear presentation of the gospel so that we might be saved. Uh, May we uh, have a growing burden uh, to reach the lost with the gospel so that they uh, might really know the true meaning of Christmas. We ask you bless our remaining time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Herod, if, if, if you see the, the reaction of Herod, and there are several things we'll look from uh, Matthew chapter number 2, I would submit to you tonight that Herod was a practicing atheist in that he believed that he could change or stop the plan of God. Uh, and, and I could take this a step further, and I'll not make it my message tonight, but there are a lot of Christians that are practicing atheists in the fact that they act like there isn't a God. Uh, They act like uh, there's not a God to pray to. There's not a God that we should be uh, honoring. There's not a God we should be serving. Uh, The the atheists or atheism does the same. If there is no God, uh, then uh, I can make myself as the higher authority. If there is no God, then there's no uh, need of a Savior. I'm going to give you just a a little bit of uh, background on uh, what, I, what I'll, I'll, I'll call atheism or the atheist, they will tell you, and I got much of my information, just a few things I'm going to give you this evening to get us started uh, from uh, their uh, website uh, for the, the American atheists. They, they, they will tell you that their definition is, we just don't believe that there is a God. But what they really say, what they really believe and what they really are about is they deny that there is a God. Because, friend, it doesn't matter whether uh, you can be convinced on paper or not. God exists. God is on his throne. It is a denial of the fact that there is a God. And you say, well, wait a minute, Pastor. I I see people, and they just have not been convinced. Uh, This world has been searching for the one true God for centuries. That's why you can go in the darkest places of of this world, and you'll find people worshiping something. Uh, because there is, they know there's a higher being. They know that there's something above them. Now, it's up to us to make sure we do our part in getting the gospel so they know the true God and know that there is a Savior and His name is Jesus Christ. For those tonight who would be steeped in another religion and they have another belief system that does not change the fact that Jesus is the only way to heaven. It is a denial on their part that he is the only way. See, just to say, well, we, I don't believe that is a cop-out. It's a denial of the truth. It is a denial that there is a God. Now, the, the American Atheist Association, and I, I mentioned this very briefly this morning, uh, they will tell you that they, right up front, we are not a religion. We are not a religion. 
but we just enjoy the same benefits and the same freedoms that religions do enjoy. And I'm a pretty perceptive individual. If in four paragraphs you tell me about six times you're not a religion, there's a reason why you keep saying that. Because you are a religion. Everybody worships something or someone. There are those who worship God, and those we want to put, they want to put this label on them of, I'm an atheist. Like, that, 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 that changes things. Like, all of a sudden, God just disappears. And, and they're organized, and, and, and there's over 170,000 uh, partnerships or affiliations with, for the American atheist uh, uh, organization. Think about that. 170,000 in the United States of America. But they're not a religion. They're not a belief system. They will say, we just haven't been convinced that there is a God. No, it's a, it's a denial that there is a God. You know, they, they, they are organized and to influence and oppose God. Um, we, we don't think of it often, but the atheists, the God deniers have more of an influence on our school system than the Bible does. There's 170,000 chapters, if you will, partnerships in this country. Um, Atheists or the God deniers have a great influence on our country. Isn't it great to have a president again that says, we're going to say Merry Christmas It doesn't matter if you get offended by that or not. But for a long time, for well, well, some of us didn't go along with it, but we were told you can't say Merry Christmas. I saw a headline uh, this week um, that some principal in some school in in, in one of our states has outlawed candy canes because it makes a J, and that stands for Jesus. And it might offend somebody who doesn't believe that. Well, whether they're offended or not, it doesn't change the fact. Uh, Christmas is about Jesus. I'd like to ask you, they just don't open a present on Christmas Day. Um, but they'll say, it's, we, just, we just have not been convinced. And, and, and it's just we, just, we just don't want it forced on us. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing. Uh, I, of these 170,000 uh, uh, affiliations or partnerships, none of them are organized to convince you and me, to convince the simple-minded, to, to teach our children from the youngest of age in our public schools that the tooth fairy does not exist. God's a fairy tale, just like, and they'll name the tooth fairy, they'll name the Easter bunny. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. You don't ever push any legislation in the government to, 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 to ban people from celebrating the tooth fairy. But... But you certainly do when it comes to denying God. I'll use Islam as a, an example for just a moment. There's this narrative in our, in our world, in our nation, that there's radical Islam and there's moderate Islam. If you study the doctrine of Islam, there's only one kind of Islam. There is no moderate Islam. If somebody tells you they hold to the, the faith, the Muslim faith, the, 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 they're a follower of Islam, there is no such. If they tell you they're a moderate, they're lying to you. 
There is no such thing as a moderate Muslim. Their dogma says that they must kill and wipe the planet of the infidel, which, by the way, that's you and I. There is no middle ground on that. Uh, the same is true with atheist dogma. Well, well, I just haven't been convinced. There are many people in this world that have oh, the, the enticement in this. If you just don't know what you believe, you may be an atheist. Uh, if, if you're not convinced that uh, may, maybe you're sensitive or maybe you're uh, sympathetic to some of the names of these causes, you might really be an atheist. <clears throat> it's a recruitment to deny God. Uh, they, you, you check uh, the atheist dogma. There are some who they would put that label on them, but they're not, they're not in the atheist dogma. They just haven't been given a clear presentation of the gospel, or, or maybe they just ha- have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. But to deny that God exists at all, there is a dogma, and it's demonic. It began with Lucifer in heaven saying, you'll not be my God. That's where it started. And it is saying, we're going to deny, you check, all of the anarchists in our nation. Uh, all of this writing that's going on right now, let me tell you what they have in common. Uh, they hate God. They will tell you, we hate God. They, we, are, we, are, we are atheists. We deny God. We, we, we hate Him. Uh, they blaspheme the name of Jesus. They'll all tell you they belong to the, the, the atheist dogma. See, that's why it is a big deal. We say, well, we can't offend them. I'm sorry, but, 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 but if, if the fact that I believe the Lord Jesus Christ is the only Son of God, He's the risen Savior, He's the only way to heaven, and that offends you, there's nothing I can do about it. It does not change the facts. It is the truth. You can either accept it or reject it, but to say uh, we're removed from it because we deny it, that doesn't even make logical sense. Don't fall for this. We just just don't believe. No, there's an agenda, and it's an anti-God agenda. Let me draw some parallels from King Herod to the atheist movement of today. Look with me again in verse number 2 and 3. Saying, where is he? This is the wise man that came from the east of Jerusalem. Verse 2, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and are come to worship him. Verse 3, when Herod the king had heard these things. What things? The king of the Jews has been born. The, the Christ child is here. So much that it has stirred up the wise men. They're coming to see him. Where is he? He was troubled. The first first parallel I want to draw here is the Christ child was a threat to his kingship. He heard king of the Jews, and he took that as a threat to him sitting on his throne. Friend, I don't need to remind you that the day is coming when every knee shall bow. There is no throne above the throne of God.
That's why he's called the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But the moment he heard that this child had been born and he saw the reaction of the people who said, looked for him and said, this is the fulfillment of the prophets. And they, they begin to move. They begin to congregate. They begin to be organized. Where is the Christ child? It troubled him because it was a threat to his ruling authority. See, and that is the same thing we find in this God-denying society is, is I don't want there to be a God because I like making my own decisions. I, don't you dare open this Bible's offensive to me. Why is it offensive? Because it gives us the rules of living. It gives us the rules of life. It tells us there are some things that we should follow. There's some things that we should stay away from. It tells us that we should not live for ourselves. Can I tell you a verse of scripture that Christians need to get a hold of again is I die daily. Friend, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I don't make, you say, well, well pastor, that's, that's just not fair. I didn't get my way. We're not here to get our way. We're not here for life to be easy for us. We're here to serve the King of Kings. You can't serve the Lord and serve yourself. It's not possible. See, the self-proclaimed atheist, they have to deny there's a God so they can make their decision. So they can live how they want to live. And by the way, don't dare tell me there's a creator because if there's a creator, then, I, then I'm the creation and I have to give ownership to him. That's why the, the push on the evolution is the same thing. It's to deny that God is the creator. But see, he saw the Christ child as a threat to his kingship. With, the, with, with Jesus here, with this Christ child here, they're calling him the king of the Jews. My days of ruling are numbered. You know, it's an amazing thing, and, and, it's, and it's troubling, and, and, and this leads me to another, another study I'm doing I'm not even going to get into tonight. But there are many, many young people who are now adults who grew up in churches just like this one, who will now tell you, and mom and dad watched them bow their head and trust Christ as their Savior. There's a baptismal certificate somewhere when they got baptized after they got saved. But they are living a life that is so contrary to Scripture, they now will say, well, now I'm a professing atheist. You say, well, did they not get saved? They may not have. That's not me to judge. But I believe there's some situations where they have, they've started living in such a wicked life and the Holy Spirit of God ha has been on them and convicting them and they have to have their conscience seared to get out from under the conviction of the Holy Spirit and it's much easier to say, well, I just don't believe there's a God now when they know they're running from him. What is it? It's a threat to me being able to do what I want to do. It's a threat to me being able to make my own decisions. I have put myself on the throne and to acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ as the king means I don't get my way. But Herod obviously looked and, and, and knew this was a threat to his kingship. Number two, we find that he was troubled by the celebration of others. That baby born in a manger how was that going to, how, how was that Christ child being born bothering him? 
Now, it changed the world. We know that. You say, well, well, how insecure does he have to be to be threatened by a baby? That tells me right there he knew who that babe was. He knew he was the Messiah. He knew he was, he was the Son of God. For him to be threatened by a newborn baby, you say, just, just, just think of it from a, from, from a pragmatic standpoint. What is the big deal? It's not affecting you, but he gets upset because others are celebrating the birth of the Lord Jesus. Doesn't that sound awfully familiar with the self-proclaimed atheists of today? Fine. If, if you don't want to accept Jesus, that's your choice. We can't make you do it. If you don't want to celebrate Christmas as the birth of Christ, we can't make you do that. But why do you have to get so upset at everybody else celebrating Jesus? Why do you have to get upset? You know, I am not picketing the Catholic Church today. I'm not picketing the, 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 the Muslim group today. I'm not picketing any of them because there's nothing that tells me that that is true. There's nothing that tells me that there is truth there. I have the truth. I don't have to go on a campaign against it because I have the truth. Why? It doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all because I know what I have. You want to celebrate all that? Go right ahead. I know why we celebrate Christmas. But why is it that these self-proclaimed a- atheists get so upset when you're happy about celebrating your God? Sounds to me like they know there's something that is telling them that, that there is a God and Jesus is the way, and they just get upset. What does it bother them if, if somebody says, Merry Christmas? If you, you know what? I'll use the tooth fairy. If you believe, oh my goodness, there's little kids in here. I just forgot about that. Um, aren't, I, aren't I a good-looking tooth fairy? Yeah. Um, the, um, if you do that, you know, that doesn't bother me. Because, let's be honest, we, we all know where that dollar bill comes from. Uh, but, but why, why you got to get so upset at everybody else enjoying that? The reason is, is because it is the Christ child. It is about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was troubled. The Bible tells he was troubled. Why? Because they're getting so excited. They are getting so worked up. Jesus has been born. The Messiah has come. They're looking for him. They're trying to find him, and that bothered him. Uh, we find that in our world today. People are bothered by others who are looking for Jesus. Don't let that intimidate you. Be kind. Show the love of Christ. But I'm not backing down from anybody who says that, that, that Jesus uh, doesn't, that, that God doesn't exist and that uh, Jesus is just something that's meant. Friend, that is, not, that is furthest from the truth. I know it. Truth of the matter is, deep down in their soul, they know it, uh, that, that there's something to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to be intimidated by that. But, but notice they get stirred up. 
Uh, it's not enough for them. Now, in America, don't we have a lot of freedoms? Let me help you with that. We do. Somebody who doesn't want to acknowledge God, they have the freedom to not acknowledge Him. That's not good enough. They've got to go a step further and say, you can't acknowledge Him. You can't celebrate Him. Because it offends me. Well, you know what? It offends me when you take the Lord's name in vain. It offends me when you use his name as a curse word. You know what? Matter of fact, it offends me that you would play football and you would go to a football stadium and drink a beer on the Lord's Day. That offends me. But last I checked, nobody's passing out surveys in Baptist churches to find out what offends them. See, it's all about, it's not enough for me. I'm going to get troubled. Why? Because when people get a hold of that's why the more we do for God in this wicked world, it's going to make a difference, but it's also going to get the attention of those that deny God. We find that he was troubled by the celebration of others. Number three, we find he was obsessed with destroying Christ. I don't, I don't know a Christian that is obsessed with atheism or atheist. I don't know one. Matter of fact, I don't think we pay enough attention to it because we're just about our business. I don't know a Christian that's obsessed with it. But find me an atheist that's not obsessed with Christians. Find me one. It's amazing. I'm on social media, and if you're not on it, you're better off not being on it. I'm on social media, and I can, and I can, and I can put out a verse about creation and the handiwork of God and out of the woodwork will come people who don't even know me, don't even know them, but they're atheists attacking the fact that I say there's a God. But you know what? I, I don't care what an atheist puts out. It don't, it don't change the facts. Obsessed with Christians. Obsessed with Jesus Christ. He was obsessed with destroying Christ. Notice this in verse number 4. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. He gathered all of the priests, all the scribes, and said, where is he born? Now, he demanded of them. Now, he could because he was the king. But it was a demand. Notice in verse number 8. And he sent them to Bethlehem after they, they told him what the Scripture had said. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring him me word again that I may come and worship him also. Verse 4, he demanded, they tell him. Verse 8, he lies. And he tells them his agenda is one thing, but his agenda is another thing. That is a clear parallel with what we see today. See, something that will help you in your Christian life and dealing with people in general, uh, everybody doesn't think like a Christian thinks. Well, I just can't believe they. Well, they said they didn't care what we believe. Don't believe it. Anybody who will deny God exists and reject the Lord Jesus Christ, where will it stop if you'll reject your own Creator? He demanded. He lied. It gets worse than that. We see in verse number 12, they were warned of God not to return because God told them Herod, Herod, will, Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. But look at verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth 
and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coast thereof from two years old and under according to the time which we have diligently inquired of the wise men. Then it was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying in Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel, uh, Rachel weeping for her children. It would not be comforted because they were not. He was so obsessed and outraged. All right, just be- when you didn't bring me the location of that child, I'm going to kill them all so that nobody can celebrate. Nobody has their child. We find in verses 16 through 18, the evil of his heart revealed. Well, it's only a matter of time before what's in your heart is going to come out. It's only a matter of time. And the evil will be revealed. Uh, I mentioned earlier in introduction that a lot of these Antifa and all these rioting groups, they're self-proclaimed atheists. They hate God and they'll say it. I saw a sign that one of them was holding that said, when your Jesus returns, we'll crucify him again. Well, uh, that bothers me to even see that. But when Jesus comes back, the only time he was crucified the first time was because he laid down his life. He's not coming to lay down his life again. He's coming to take his throne but it just reveals. You think they wouldn't march in these doors right here and drag every one of us out in the street and kill us? They absolutely would do it because they hate God. They deny Him all they want. They hate Him. Let me remind you, there's 170,000 different organizations in the United States of America it amazing in our churches? It's not true of this one, but in our churches, we won't let our young people go anywhere in this world to serve the Lord. But yet there's 170,000 atheist organizations tied in with the atheists of America. Think about that. Oh, more than ever. If you're a young person saying, well, I, I, just, I just don't know what God... Why, why, pick a spot in this world. Why don't we just use our life to keep as many people out of hell as we possibly can? Uh, the, 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 their heart, the evil of, their, of his heart was revealed. Think of all of the weeping. All of the weeping. It's amazing to me how many, what, what a generation that our country's producing. And the weeping that must take place from that greatest generation as they see their grandkids. How could this happen? It's because of the motives and the desires and the plans of those that have evil in their heart. But notice number four, and it will be done. Look at verse 19. But when Herod was dead, Herod died. That's number four. You say, well, how does that parallel to atheism and atheists? They're going to die too. Just as you and I will die one day if the Lord tarries is coming. And Herod, when he died, he met the Almighty God. 
And from that point to this, he has been in anguish, suffering in the flames of hell. Uh, There was no question in his mind of the rightful place of the king of the Jews once he died. And friend, the God denier of today, the day is going to come when they'll draw their last breath and they will meet a holy and a righteous God. There'll be no debate of whether or not God exists. There'll be nobody uh, 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 bending the rules for them. There'll be nobody making a way for them to uh, oppress other people. It will be them before a holy and a righteous God. What a day of reckoning that is going to be. I look forward. It, it bothers me. I look forward to Jesus being acknowledged by the world as who he is. But the other side of that coin, those that deny the Lord Jesus Christ, they will spend an eternity in hell. Friend, there's a lot that could speak from this passage, not just show us the parallels. There's nothing new under the sun. Uh, The God denier in the days of the Bible, it parallels the God denier of the day we live in. But our purpose is still the same. Uh, Our cause is still the same. That's to honor and glorify and serve our God and to be a light to this world. You know, it's an amazing thing. I still think the power of God can soften the hardest of heart. I think the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God... You know, if Christians would get in their prayer closets again and pray for lost people, well, they said they're an atheist. Let's take them off of the list. It's like they don't have a soul. They're not going to give an account to God anymore because they have proclaimed themselves an atheist. Oh, that, that's, that's the furthest from the truth. Everyone is going to stand before God one day. And what matters is, have you taken prepared your soul? Uh, do you know for certain uh, that heaven is your eternal home? Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ? Our mission remains the same. You and I better be aware of some of the dangers that we face and how you and I, we better be plugged into the things of God and look for His coming. It it bothers me to see some of the things that take place in our nation. But you know, there's still a lot of people, there's still a lot of people who would pause and let somebody open the Bible and say, let me, let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you what he did for you. Say, well, we've got, we've got to be active. We've got to fight this. I'm for standing up for our nation. I'm for voting. I'm for, I'm for, I'm for us picking up arms and, and, and fighting foreign enemies if we need to. I'm for all of that. But, friend, I, I am for making a difference in this nation uh, the way God instructed us to make a difference, and that is to serve the Lord with our life and share the gospel with other people. Uh, just because Herod didn't want Christ to come didn't stop it. And we celebrate Christmas because God sent his son Aren't you thankful for that? Well, let's, let's, uh, well, I just, I I hate it when people deny my my Savior. I do too. But let's, let's, let's not put it on them. Let's put it on us. Are you living like there is a God? Are you living like there is no God? Are you praying like there's a God? Or does your prayer life reflect that you don't believe there is a God? 
Are, are we living our day, Lord, I, I hope I please you today. I hope I honored you today. Are we living to please ourselves? I'm afraid more Christians live like King Herod than they did the wise men. Oh, let's be, let's be faithful to the things of God. 